Yo, what up everybody? This is Mark from Suicide Silence. Brian Fair from Shadows Fall. Gary Hall from Exodus and recently retired from Slayer. And Chris from Bad Wolves. It's Joe from Briar Rose. Tyler Burgess here and I'll- Hey, this is Charlie with Anthrax. I just want to give a shout out to Pedal to the Metal Radio podcast. Uh, the thing about it is, you know, your rock news, your metal news, uh, unsigned band, uh, with new episodes dropping every Sunday, make sure you tune in. Keep rocking with Pedal to the Metal. Check it out now, you motherfuckers! Alright, welcome everybody to another exciting edition of Pedal to the Metal Radio, the podcast. I'm your host, your main man here, Eddie Monster, welcoming you guys to episode 42. Hopefully you enjoyed episode 41 which featured my good friend Joe McDonald from Briar Rose. It was an awesome, awesome interview, which, fun tidbit, I was only planning on the interview being a half hour long because I figured that he wouldn't want to be on the show that long. And it was kind of put together last minute. <clears throat> but it lasted two hours, and, man, it was a lot of fun. Just a lot of fun. I enjoyed it so much. Joe, if you're out there listening, thank you so much. For doing that, that was fucking awesome, and hopefully that's not the end of it, right? Or I mean, hopefully there's more interviews in the future. They're a lot of fun. There's just so much information to ask bands out there because there's just so much going on in the world. But nonetheless, hopefully you enjoyed that, <clears throat> and then hopefully you enjoyed the appetizer that was Monster House Records Club, the Singles Club Volume One, where we just review a bunch of singles. Uh, I know there were singles by Lamb of God, Gojira, Ice Nine Kills, Amigo the Devil, The Crown, September Morning, Alice Cooper, and I believe that was it. That's what I believe. So anyways, we'll be doing more of those because bands are just releasing singles. So hopefully we'll be getting more of those in the near future. Uh, but we got a great, great episode for you guys this week. We've got the Bands You Should Know artist, which is one that I am so freaking pumped to play. I'm so excited. So, so excited to play that one. I think we're going to start with that one first. And then we'll get the unsigned Band of the Week, as usual. Last week, we took a break from doing it because it was an interview episode. This week, I'm bringing it. And without further ado, before I get into that, it's time to do the social media side of things. The thing we do every week, I tell you how you can find us. And again, if you want to find us, go to facebook.com forward slash Eddie's Pedal to the Metal Radio Show. Again, that's facebook.com forward slash Eddie's Pedal to the Metal Radio Show. Give us a like on Facebook. Stay up to date with us. Uh, you can also follow us on Twitter at twitter.com forward slash EddieMonster82. You can also follow us on Instagram at instagram.com forward slash pedal to the metal radio show. And last, but certainly not least, my favorite link of all, pedal to the metal radio show.blogspot.com. That is the place you go. If you want to find the show, whether it is that you listen to podcasts on Apple, Anchor, Breaker, Bullhorn, Spotify, Google, which is probably now YouTube Music, whatever that may be, that is the place to go to find all the links. And so much more coming in the near future. Because again, as I said on the episode of Monster House Records Club, the Singles Club Volume 1, 
We have a huge competition coming up this summer. That's right, the Euro edition of the Pedal to the Metal Radio Tournament. So that is going to be a lot of fun. You're going to want to stay tuned for that. It's going to be a blast, and hopefully you guys will be joining us because it is you, ultimately you, that decides who wins and who doesn't when we do the European edition of that tournament. And basically all it is, it's a March Madness-style tournament where you get to vote. There's there's groups, there's matchups, all that fun jazz. Anyways, as I said, we've got a great, great episode for you guys today. And we want to start off with the bands you should know artists. And this one I am just super pumped to get into. And it's kind of a funny story how I discovered this band. I started getting into this show called Mr. Pickles. Now, I had heard about Mr. Pickles for a while. I had seen the merchandise at Hot Topic. So I definitely knew it was some kind of show that had some kind of a metal flair to it. And the intro is awesome. It's like a death metal intro. Mr. Pickles. I'm telling you, you got to watch the show. It's just about this dog that is just evil and he kills, but he protects those that he loves and he hates grandpa. So I, obviously being way far behind on the times, started binge watching uh, Mr. Pickles on Hulu because I was like, you watched one episode, I just started going with it, just started going with it and kept going, kept going, kept going, kept going. And then I got to season three, which is essentially the last season. I mean, they said season four, but that was one episode, and it was basically the series finale. But there's this one episode of the show, and on season three, the episode is called Bullies. It's episode eight, if if you want to look it up yourself. And basically what happens is Tommy gets bullied by these... These bullies that are just really super fucking weird. Uh, the Blorpton brothers. And uh, everything they do is is just very sexual in their nature of how they bully people. It's, it's kind of fucking bizarre. But anyway, so uh, Beverly, who is Tommy's mom, decides that she's going to confront his parents, those two boys' parents... To try to tell him that, you know, violence isn't the answer, you know, yada, yada, yada. But then she gets stuck with their kids. And these kids are fucking nightmares, right? They're just, they're they're pieces of shit, basically. And it's not their fault, obviously. But anyways, uh, there's this one part. Now, Beverly doesn't drive. She doesn't have a vehicle. So she builds one. And she builds this badass bike that's just made of all sorts of shit from the house. And this song comes on, and it's got this real, like, motorhead kind of sound to it. And I was like, oh, this is badass. I'm like, who in the fuck is this band? I've got to look them up if they are a real band. Because sometimes you never know. They have, like, you know, the creators sometimes, you know, do the music, you know, whatever. Uh, And I found them out. And the band is called Bat. B-A-T, all capital letters, and they're just fucking bad ass. I started listening to more of their music, and I was like, fuck, I got to have these guys on the show. There's no way I can have Pedal to the Metal Radio, the podcast, without having Bat on the show. And thank God I got them. They're here, and I'm about to play their track. So 
if you want to follow Bat, which you should follow Bat automatically, don't even question what I'm saying, you can do so by going to facebook.com forward slash beware of the bat. Again, facebook.com forward slash beware of the bat. Now, if you want to be a good supporter of music, which you should because these guys are badass, they deserve your time and your money. Every band does. 2021 was just, uh, 2020, excuse me, was such a rough fucking year for a lot of bands. We need to support music. We need to support the clubs as well to try to keep these clubs open so that bands like Bat can tour and make money. Because obviously the industry's changing and these guys have had absolutely no help. But uh, you can do so by going to bewareofthebat.bandcamp.com. Again, bewareofthebat.bandcamp.com. That is a place to go. Support the band. Buy an album. Buy a single. Do whatever it is. They've got amazing, amazing merchandise. I'm definitely going to be purchasing some of that. And why not? I mean, it's a bad... If you're a metalhead, they're... Uh, they're Album Ecstasy is going for $6.66. There's nothing more metal than that, let me tell you. But anyways, I'm going to be doing something a little different with uh, the tracks that I play. So I was thinking about this, and they have two tracks. And one of them is a short 22-second track. And it just blends and goes smoothly into the next track, like almost perfectly into the next track, and I thought to myself, man, that's like Judas Priest's The Hellion, The Electric Eye. It's like Iron Maiden uh, with Paul Diano on the album Killers. When you start that up and you hear the Ides of March and it immediately perfectly transitions right into Wrathchild. Hell yeah, man. So I'm doing that for these guys because the these two tracks just transition so smoothly into each other. It cannot be denied. They are badass. I am talking about the tracks Slash of the Blade and and the title track Ecstasy, and it's right here on Pedal to the Metal Radio, the podcast. Get sliced by the lady you cannot see It's too late 
everybody again before the rock and metal news intro that was bat check them out facebook.com forward slash beware of the bat beware of the bat.bandcamp.com do it all right it is time for rock and metal news now back in episode 40 we definitely talked extensively about marilyn manson and the former of charges that he faces, the formal charges that he faces. And we were wondering where this was going to go, how was it going to be handled, but Los Angeles detectives are now investigating the claims made against Marilyn Manson. Uh, Here's what TMZ reported. TMZ reports law enforcement sources tell TMZ detectives from the L.A. County Sheriff's Department plan to meet with one of Manson's alleged victims in the coming days, and we're told the meeting was the result of a wave of online allegations made by Manson's execs. Our sources say sheriff's deputies want to determine if a crime was committed, if it falls under the jurisdiction, and if it warrants further investigation. Um, And as we know as well, the FBI were the first to open investigation on the abuse claims Uh, But TMZ apparently is saying that uh, they passed the investigation to the L.A. law enforcement, and that's where it's going now. Um, Things do not look good for Marilyn Manson. Not at all. I mean, I know it's not an excuse. He is a pretty weird, eccentric guy. He is who he claims to be. He is Marilyn Manson. But still, as I said before, that's no excuse. No excuse, um, obviously, for the actions that he committed. Uh, but then again, you know what I mean? Like, it, if you read his book, you would clearly know. Um, on other news sort of related to Marilyn, uh, apparently before Evan Rachel Wood even said that Manson was the abuser, uh, her former assistant, Dan Cleary, Dan Cleary, excuse me, basically backed up her claims. And now Cleary is basically alleging that he witnessed Manson threatening his wife, his current wife, uh, Lindsay, I believe her name is Lindsay Usich, uh, and that he's threatened to kill her. Now, he went on this podcast called Rare Form Radio 
and he says it took place between 2014 and 2015. He doesn't say Lindsay at all when he's talking about these claims, but he basically says that it involves his then-girlfriend and now wife. So pretty much it's Lindsay usage. And he says, I saw some physical abuse as far as like pushing and throwing things at her and a lot of violent outbursts around her, breaking things, a lot of mental abuse and name calling and threats. There were times when Manson would tell her that he's going to kill her and cut her up and that I'm going to bury her in the desert. He would leave the room and I would tell her, you're going to be fine. I'm not going to do any of that. Let's get you to a hotel. Clearly, Manson's not working with everything functioning. Um, so there's there's more to the article. I'm not like I said, we're not diving deep into into Manson. We did that in episode forty. You want to listen to it? Go check out episode forty, uh, which is available by the way on Pedal to the Metal Radio Show You can check it out there. It's archived. Uh, but anyway, so. We're not going to dive too deep into that. Just know that Manson is pretty much screwed. Uh, we all know some years ago, Axl Rose stepped in and he was performing um, with ACDC back in 2016. Because questions, a lot of questions as to why Rose was fronting ACDC. Well, not really why he was fronting, but whether we would get an album with with Axl Rose as the singer of ACDC and basically Angus Young in an interview with Rock Antenna says no basically no never really came as a point in a question and he basically says Rose was just there to help uh, he goes on to say he he had actually volunteered because I'll be honest at the time we really didn't know what we would do in that situation and he very early had volunteered He said if he can help out, he had his own commitments to do. And he said if it didn't interfere with what he was doing, he would gladly, if he can help, he would be involved. And so it was a case of that. We didn't know if it would come together, so we did a little bit of rehearsing with him, and it worked out. He broke his foot when he had been working with his own project, but he certainly gave it his all to get through. So that was very good of him. I've got a lot of respect in how he did it. He was very pro. And he was very hungry. He's very much a fan of especially a lot of our earlier stuff with Bon Scott. So he was excited to be doing it. As a band, I will always be grateful to him for that. So there you go. Axl Rose, it was never intended for him to ever write an album with with ACDC. He was just there to help the band out. There you go. So that settles that question for all you guys out there that maybe have been wondering what his intentions might have been in ACDC. Who knows? Uh, Corey Taylor is promising. I was going to say Corey Taylor of Slipknot. We all know where he's from. Uh, Says that basically in a month, we're going to be getting some massive, massive news about Slipknot. And obviously the rumor mill is going to fly it was an interview he did with Kerrang. Uh, he said, Slipknot is booked to tour America end of September. We are booked to go out, and we haven't heard anything yet that it's different. And we talk to Concert Promoter Live Nation every week. 
We're up to date on all the different restrictions, not only in the various U.S. states, but federally. We're obviously keeping an eye on everything and kind of going from there. Uh, Then he says this, big, big news. Other than that, right now, there's some stuff brewing that I can't talk about, but it's massive. I can say this. You'll hear about it probably in the next month or so. Let's put it that way. Right? So it could be be a new album. Who knows? Could be. Uh, Speaking of albums... Everybody's favorite black metal icon, Abath, is in the studio for a new album. I'm sorry. Every time I see his name, I can't just say Abath. I have to say Abath because that's just how I feel. Uh, But right now he's in uh, Christian Sand, wherever that is, and he's recording a new solo album. So that is amazing news. And in a statement, here's what he said. In the beginning of February, we have entered Dub Studio in, in Christian uh, Christian La- Christian Sand with producer Andre Kirkasola to record what will be the third Abath album. The record is due later this year and promises to be everything you have learned to love about Abath's music. And then some. I'm sorry. I shouldn't be doing that. Anyways, expect to be blown away, and this is some of the best material material we've written so far. Hard, heavy, catchy, and huge. The best of all worlds. More details of the release will be posted soon. Stay tuned for updates. Yes, I will definitely, definitely keep you guys uh, posted on that. I love Abath. He's awesome. Uh, I couldn't help but think... That this is a piece of news couldn't happen to a better band. Uh, Attila is being sued by security guards over a fight that happened at a show in Las Vegas back in 2018, and they're basically being sued by two of the uh, security guards. And uh, Chris Franzak, I believe is his name, apparently thought that security was being way too rough. Uh, with their fan base, and they can be. I can't imagine how cool their fan base is. But uh, anyways, uh, so then he hit one of the security guards, and that is one of the stupidest mistakes you could ever do as a musician, especially if you're a musician that's making money. I don't know how they are, but if you're a musician that's making money, it's a dumb choice. You know you're going to get fucking sued. That is the bottom line. You make money, you make more money than these two security guards that work at a fucking concert venue. So, Franzak says, Man, I wish y'all could see everything I saw from my point of view. Of course the videos only show me after I fucking snapped. The videos don't show these abusive motherfuckers that were choking my fans and power slamming them into the concrete. Now, he has a point. If that did happen... Let's be honest. If that did happen, then yeah, these guys are douchebags. And I'm sorry, security guards can be douchebags at metal shows, right? I'll never forget, I used to go to this club. It's no longer there anymore. But I used to go to this club in Providence, Rhode Island called Lupo's. It was like Lupo's Heartbreak Hotel. And their security guards were just douchebags because they weren't into metal. They certainly weren't into rock. And they used to just fuck with fans all the time. I remember I went to see 
Um, oh my God, I'm blanking on his name right now. Uh, Jerry Cantrell. Went to see Jerry Cantrell when he was doing the degradation. And I remember my buddy tapping me on the shoulder like a quarter of the way into their set. And I was super pissed, man. Super pissed. I got to see Anger Rising, which I was happy about. But I was super pissed because I was like, what the fuck? You know, I, I paid money to go see a concert. I don't want to leave early. And of course, you know, I guess the security guard had been fucking with him. And it was one of those points where it was like, okay, we need to leave because uh, we're probably going to get our asses kicked. Maybe not me, but, you know, maybe him. But anyway, so that's what happened. So I get it. I get it. You know, if that's happening, yeah, it, 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 that can be really fucking lame. Uh, but the Hard Rock Live has responded, and they're saying this, that they're disappointed in the escalation of events at the Attila show and security acted in an appropriate way to protect the best interest of guests. Now, that was a statement that was released. My apologies. That was a statement that was released right after the incident happened. Um, so, you know, things don't look good for Franzak, pretty much. Um, another story. Now, this is an interesting one to me. And I didn't know this. So, apparently... <clears throat> Before Dimebag passed away, he gave Jim Root one of his wah pedals. And apparently Jim Root refuses to use the wah pedal. He said uh, he'd probably want me to bust that thing out and beat the shit out of it, but I can't bring myself to. I think it's just such a special, special item that Dime gave to him. And apparently Dime gave him... After he gave him the pedal after both him and Vinnie Paul saw some not in Dallas calling it the most important pedal I have. So Root hasn't been able to take it out because he cherishes the note that Dimebag wrote on the box and he cherishes it so much. Um, and he said this in an interview. He goes, OK, another break from guitars. I have tons of pedals. They all do something useful and creative and all that. And I may post some, but this is the most important pedal that I have. We were on tour and we played Dallas. Diamond Vinny were there, the whole crew, and they had a crew. Tight bunch of dudes. Dime gave me this Jim Dunlop USA crybaby from hell, and he had written a note to me on it. To me, from one of, if not the most influential guitarist of all time, his flow and style were and uh, were and are undeniable. One of those dudes that inspired you to be better. Not just at guitar playing, but being cool, being happy, and being present. I was and still am blown away by it. And Tongs, I guess, chimed in on the note as well. He said, I didn't know Dime well. I'd only met him a handful of times, but that he would think to gift me something like this. The note, more so than the wah. I mean, what can I say? A rare and missed human. He'd probably want me to bust this thing out and beat the shit out of it, but I can't bring myself to. Um, and he posted a picture of the wah pedal. And yeah, man, you know, I get it. You know what I mean? It's a special, special item. One of your heroes gave it to you and you just don't want to fuck it up. And that's a thing. So I get it. I get it, Jim. In funny news, I don't know about you guys. I'm going to be honest. This is probably... 
This is probably an unpopular opinion. Probably a very unpopular opinion. I mean, I see kids, you know, with Metallica t-shirts, and I'm like, yeah, that was me when I was their age. You know, all of us were fucking gung-ho about Metallica, at least the first three records. Um, So I saw a kid the other day, I thought about it too, and I saw a kid wearing a Master of Puppets t-shirt, and I was like, that's badass. Good for you, kid. And uh, But you know what? I'm just so sick of Metallica. I don't know why. Like, I'm just, I guess I'm just Metallica'd out. Like, they haven't released anything great or interesting in the last 20 years. And I think I'm just kind of, like, okay with not being into them. I mean, I still love Metallica no matter what, man. I pop in Ride the Lightning. And for those of you that know me, know that's my favorite Metallica record. I have a back patch on my vest that is Ride the Lightning. I ride or die with that album. Um, I love Master of Puppets. I love Kill 'Em All. I even love Injustice for All. I think that's an amazing record. And the Black Album is amazing. Musically, it's amazing. But I'm just kind of I'm just kind of over Metallica in a way. But anyway, so Twitch apparently cut off Metallica's audio at BlizzCon, uh, apparently due to copyright issues, and they replaced them with 8-bit folk music. That's kind of funny. Uh, Metallica was performing at BlizzCon. It was an all-virtual event that was being streamed on Twitch. And Twitch cut it out because of DMCA copyright strike fears. They were fearing that D, uh, DMCA was going to come after them. That's kind of funny. So anyways, there you go. That happened to Metallica and stuff like that. Uh, one other thing, too. If you're into coffee, like I'm into coffee because, you know, you get older. Coffee just sort of starts becoming a thing. And Coheed and Cambria have released Two different bags of coffee, one called the Knowledge, the other one called the Beast. Um, one's a they're both medium dark roasts. Maybe I'll post the link to it on the blog page. Um, they got coffee related merch like mugs and a pour over and all sorts of stuff. So it's kind of cool. Uh, basically, uh, it's dark roasted coffees from Africa and South America, and the band said it should be used for inspiration and intellect. The Beast, as you may have guessed it, is a little more aggressive with its robust medium dark roast of African and South American coffees with a kick of espresso. While the Knowledge is a smooth, delicate blend of light and dark roasted coffees from Africa and South America. Um, And that's the one that you should be using for inspiration and intellect. Uh, So yeah, I'll post a link to it if you guys want to buy it. Uh, You can do so by clicking on the blog page. So that is going to do it for rock and metal news. And now it's time to get into the unsigned band of the week. All right. So this week we are checking out a band that is coming to us all the way from Milwaukee. And as Alice Cooper would say. Actually, it's pronounced Milwaukee, which is Algonquin for the good land. And the band that I'm talking about is none other than Grave Dirt. These guys are absolutely badass. And if there was a way to describe Grave Dirt, it'd be a whole slew of things like just heavy, sludge, death, doom, all mixed into one. And we've got quite the track that we're going to check out for you guys today. It's coming off their self-titled EP. But before we get into that, obviously you need to know how to get a hold of these guys. Go on Facebook, give their page a like, Midwest Death Sludge, 
served only the way you like it. Facebook.com forward slash Grave Dirt 420. Again, Facebook.com forward slash Grave Dirt 420. You can also go to their Bandcamp, which is Grave Dirt 666.bandcamp.com. Again, support music. Artists need it just as much as anybody else. Support everything. 2020 took quite a toll on everybody, and we need to stick together in the metal and rock communities and just do it. Anyways, as I said, we're going to be checking out an epic track from these guys. It's nine minutes long, but it's fucking epic. It's badass. And without further ado, here is Room 237, which is off the band's self-titled EP, which is available on their Bandcamp page, gravedirt666.bandcamp.com. Let's check it out right here on Pedal to the Metal Radio, the podcast. And and as always, I will see you guys next time right here. Hi, Lloyd. A little slow tonight, isn't it?
as you know, sir. I've always been here. 